It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The hay is in the barn for week three of the Miami Dolphins 2023 NFL season, and now it is time to get ready for week four. We are taking our first look at the Buffalo Bills, Miami's week four opponent. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked on Dolphins, co-host of Locked on NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Shout out to our everydayers because it is your team every day. We don't just say it, we live it here on the Locked on Network. Today on the show, we are setting the table for week four. Hope you've enjoyed the first three weeks of the season. Uh, the rubber's about to meet the road because the team that has won the AFC East for four consecutive seasons is playing host to the 3-0 Dolphins. And that same team, the Buffalo Bills, that team from Western New York, has had a ton of success against Miami over the last few years. Now, Miami finally got a head-to-head win last season in the first matchup against the two teams before losing two three-point tilts in week 15, and then again in the wild card round of the 2022-2023 playoffs. So versus the Brian Flores era of the Miami Dolphins, the Mike McDaniel era is off to a much more promising start (laughs) Uh, because the Brian Flores era Dolphins were not competitive against Buffalo in any capacity. So the question is, who is this Bills team? What does their season look like to date? We will focus on Friday on the game plan that I think has the best success to beat Buffalo. We will focus on Thursday, on the crossover Thursday, with Joe Marino of Locked On Bills to talk about this matchup in depth. Of course, I am the co-host of Locked On Bills Scouting with Joe uh, over there. So we have talked about this game quite a bit. And these teams know each other very well. So let's start uh, this show, which is your primer for week four, with who the Bills are this year, uh, what their season has looked like to date, key new personnel, and their main questions. So the Bills are entering this game at a 2-1 and record. They, of course, lost the Week 1 matchup on Monday Night Football against the New York Jets, the game in which Aaron Rodgers went down after just four plays. Uh, The Bills lost that game in overtime in spite of leading by 10 points at halftime. They turned the ball over four times. And the New York Jets got outgained. They had 13 first downs. They had a punt return for a touchdown. And they got four turnovers, and they won the football game. Bills let them off the hook. It happens sometimes. Good teams have those games from time to time. And rest assured, uh, the Bills are a good team. Because the next two weeks, they played the Las Vegas Raiders and the Washington Commanders. And I'm not a math guy, but I'm going to do this on the fly. They outscored those two teams by a combined score of 75 to 13. Now, Dolphins fans may bristle and say, that's cute. The Dolphins scored 70 points in week three. Uh, That's the last time you're going to hear me acknowledge 70 points. 
because what you did in week three, it ain't going to help you this week. And you're facing a totally different animal. This defense has given up 28 first downs, 470 yards of offense, and eight turnovers, generated eight turnovers in the last two weeks combined. And the Bills defense has a lot of really, really good players. Their 0.94 points allowed per drive defensively is second best in the NFL. They have a turnover on almost three out of every 10 possessions defensively thus far this season. They they are firing on all cylinders. They've logged 12 sacks through three games. And they really got after Sam Howell last week. Now, it's strength on strength. And we'll talk about... Uh, the matchups throughout the course of the week, but it is just setting the stage for what is the identity of this Bills football team. And they made some changes. You know, and we'll, we'll stick to key personnel when we talk personnel in segment two, but the biggest change of all, perhaps, for this Buffalo team is this is a, a much more traditional Sean McDermott type of DNA for how they are choosing to play defense. Oh, he was uh, with Jim Johnson with the Philadelphia Eagles for a while and then in Carolina as a defensive coordinator before he gets the head coaching job in Buffalo in 2017. And Leslie Frazier has been the defensive coordinator there for since, since he got there. And Leslie Frazier uh, was someone who bills fans kind of grew fatigued of because of the late season defensive performances uh, against Kansas city and Cincinnati the last two years in the playoffs. So they moved on from Leslie Frazier and it's Sean McDermott's show now defensively. And they've promptly responded through the first three games, including that loss to the Jets uh, by conceding 11.7 points per game defensively. That is the second best figure in the NFL. Uh, the the accolades continue defensively. They're uh, eighth in third down defense, uh, nine out of 29 on third down through three weeks. They are second in red zone defense for success rate and stopping opposing the offenses when they get into the red zone when things get compressed. This is uh, a relatively disciplined group, 15 penalties through three games. And the Bills have, of course, plenty of players who have had a lot of success against the Dolphins. Let's put it that way. So this is a team who has played bad teams the last two weeks. You acknowledge it in the same way that the Dolphins played a bad team in the Broncos last week. It's it's a different stratosphere that we as the Dolphins and Dolphins fans have entered into that you're not really accustomed to. Right now, this is considered a good football team. And there's some players for the Dolphins that will be watching for their availability, including Jalen Phillips, Connor Williams. I've got a good feeling about both players. Jalen Waddle coming back off of the concussion protocol. We've got a good feeling there. Um, so this is largely strength on strength with the exception of uh, the Bills do have Von Miller, who's on the pup list, and the Dolphins have Jalen Ramsey, who's on injured reserve because of a preseason injury at the start of training camp. This Bills team has really laid the wood on opposing offenses, and they are fast to flow. Uh, but that doesn't mean from a personnel standpoint, the Dolphins won't have areas to probe and things to feel. But in the same way that I came out of Miami's matchup in week one with Vic Fangio versus Kellen Moore. And I came out of week two with Mike McDaniel and Bill Belichick. The Dolphins have been a part of some very, very compelling and interesting uh, coaching matchups of one side of the ball versus the other and strength on strength. This is going to be another one of those weeks. 
Now, the Dolphins will, of course, have to solve the Josh Allen riddle that they have not had a lot of success solving overall. They they got to him in the playoff game. They generated turnovers. It kept him in the game and put him on some short fields. There's some things Miami can do. We'll, we'll spend a week exploring that. Um, but this is still a team that is very potent offensively. Uh, they have a great combo with Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. They've shown more life with running the football this year. They've made some schematic changes. Uh, we'll talk about that in the next upcoming segment as well. And, and this team is flying around defensively. So uh, two and one from an EPA perspective, which if you're not schooled, it's expected points added is EPA. And it's a way to try to quantify uh, player by player, play by play across all the rosters, uh, what the performance looks like. These are the top two teams in the NFL and EPA per play added through the first three weeks. There is a metric that exists in which the Bills and the Dolphins are the best two teams in the NFL through the first three weeks. I know there's a one in that L column. They gave it to them. Now, the spread, if you're into that sort of thing, has the Bills favored at home by two and a half points with Miami coming off a game in which they've waxed an opponent. Can't take it with you. And I hope the Dolphins take it personal. Because uh, the Dolphins should come in with a lot of confidence that they can play winning football and win this football game in the same way that the Bills can. And we'll, we'll let the dust fall where it may. Uh, but we're going to shift gears here talk about key personnel in this matchup for Buffalo. Things that are different from last year. A couple new starters. Uh, a couple high-level performers that are giving them quality contributions. That is coming up next year on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks of each week all season long. So whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we are providing you with the winners that are a guaranteed fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. I'll keep it in the Shanahan tree. 49ers second-year quarterback, Brock Purdy has picked up where he left off as a star rookie passer down the stretch last season with his sharp play in Kyle Shanahan's diverse loaded passing game this season. Purdy's playing off Christian McCaffrey's running game well and delivering nicely through the red zone with his arm and his ability to extend plays. In week four, Purdy gets a favorable matchup at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Purdy should manage multiple scores and 250-plus passing yards as San Francisco builds on an early lead with another blowout. Vinny Iyer of Locked on Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows that each championship team is about what every player brings in being a perfect fit. The same goes for your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. With eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers. Eligible items only and exclusions do apply. So from a personnel standpoint for the Bills, um, they have a couple of rookie contributors that are, are meaningful players for them. Uh, you look at the offensive line. They've made a change at right guard with Osiris Torrance. He's one of two offensive linemen who has played 100% of the offensive snaps for the Bills for the first three weeks. That's key because the presence of Osiris Torrance 
gives you a little different feel and flavor for how they try to run the ball. Now, James Cook is the, it's been in the past, uh, Devin Singletary. It's been a different style runner. Motor Singletary, it's his nickname. He's been a guy who gives the Dolphins fits because he get a low tackle radius. He's hard to get around and, and bring to the ground. Well, now, instead of being more zone-oriented and banking on athletes, they are a little bit more downhill and a little bit more gap scheme with what they're trying to do in the running game, which is ironic because they have a lighter back behind it in James Cook. James Cook's not a big running back, but he's averaging 6.1 yards per carry and 89 yards per game. So for the Dolphins, this is a team that has the ability and the want and the scheme to come downhill at you. And you face that against New England and met it with success. You face that against the Broncos and met it with success. And the game script allowed you to get the Broncos out of running the ball completely. And you dictated control and pace of play against the Patriots. The Los Angeles Chargers, I would not say the Bills have that caliber of an offensive line. But between Mitch Morris and Deion Dawkins and this big road grader of a rookie tackle or rookie guard in Osiris Torrance, they can they can uproot you a little bit. So you're going to have to play winning football up front in light box counts because Lord knows you're, you're going to have to play coverage against Josh Allen. I can't envision a world in which we do the Josh Boyer thing and we blitz him to the boot. I just can't envision that being a world that we live in. Maybe in your, your, your change-ups on second and mids, you can do that, but on your third and seven pluses, if you get in that situation and you win on first down, I can't, I, I can't imagine that you're going to heat him up to the same degree that Josh Boyer did especially playing man coverage behind it. So not to get off on that tangent. <laughs> uh, the, the running game looks different this year. They brought in Damian Harris as a free agent back, as a big body back. Latavius Murray is a big body back. Those guys each have uh, 13 carries uh, on the season. So it, it's really James Cook show. He's got 44 carries. So James Cook, his explosiveness, his quickness, kind of hide behind this offensive line, get downhill. And Osiris Torrance, that, that's kind of the presence in the running game that's different for Buffalo than what you knew from last year's team. Defensively, the big change is they get Micah Hyde back from injury. He was injured all year last year with a neck issue. And they've exchanged uh, Terrell Edmonds, Tremaine Edmonds, excuse me, for uh, Terrell Bernard. And Tremaine Edmonds signed a $18 million year contract, really good player, former first round pick. Well, Terrell Bernard's now stepped into that spot as the other linebacker. And he was a man possessed <laughs> against the Washington commanders. He had seven tackles, two sacks, an interception, two tackles for loss, two additional quarterback hits, a fumble recovery. Buddy was all over the place. Terrell Bernard. So that is a player that was drafted into this pipeline uh, back in 2022 as a third round pick. He's playing 91% of the defensive snaps for the Bills. Stylistically, it's a little different. It's not Tremaine Edmonds, linebacker, covers a rare amount of ground. They ask him to do a lot. It's a little bit more matching what they already had in Matt Milano. And then they're, they're trying to uh, rush for. Uh, they will show you pressure, but a lot of times they want to rush for and they might overload. 
Uh, but they're, they're not going to heat you up with a bunch of extra bodies. I think that bodes well as long as the Dolphins have the pre-snap answers to dictate what the coverage responsibilities are and you continue the trend of what you've had over the first four, three weeks of the season. So I think you'll probably see the Dolphins not so involved in play-action passing in this game. I think they'll want to keep Tua Tungvaloa and his eyes up to see the rush and understand when do I have to get the ball out of my hands quickly. But that's the big structural difference for the Bills. Now, they're still a big-time nickel team, so they've got their front four, and then their second level is uh, Teron Johnson, Terrell Bernard, and Matt Milano. So if you're going to run on this team, uh, I I think you're going to have a chance to do so if you can create movement and force the linebackers to declare themselves in the gap. I would guess you'd have more success just just processing what I know about the personnel that they have. And I still got to watch the table do that for Friday. I would guess you would have more success against the Bills running the ball to the edges because you have these physical but fast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Linebackers that can get downhill and they can really contact and challenge you. Um, Can you throw extra bodies, Alec Ingold, and get movement on an edge guy with your tackles? and then force Teron Johnson to negotiate contact and, and play off of blocks and make tackles in the run game and, and run support. And that's what the Dolphins had success with when they ran for 188 in Orchard Park last year. So fascinated to see that. So that's kind of on each side of the ball, the big changes. Uh, I would be remiss to not acknowledge Dalton Kincaid, the first-round pick at tight end for this team, uh, who they are very much now a 12-personnel team offensively. They're in 12 a ton. You look at their snap shares for the season, and they've got the same 11 dudes on the field offensively probably 65% of the time. They run a lot of 12. You're going to have to negotiate the size in the slot. Uh, This might be a three-safety group. This might be a bigger Brandon Jones spot uh, for the Dolphins. It's hard to say. You're going to have to play the math game where – uh, you want to maximize Javon Holland and against the size guys, he's probably the guy to do it, but you want to play coverage and limit explosive plays. Are you going to run split field and take your chances to the Gabe Davis side and, and press and double Stefan Diggs and, and have a safety over the top. And if you do that, then you're lighting the box count. Can you stack up at the point of attack? Like there's a lot of questions that this Buffalo offense poses to you. And it'll be interesting to see how the Dolphins choose to play it. And that's going to be the objective for the rest of the week. And we'll ask ourselves some additional questions here as we bring this episode of Locked on Dolphins to close. So stick with us. But before we go any further on today's show, everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to the medication that you need 
in an emergency. Jace Medical, make sure you have every medication in hand. Simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation in care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical by using my code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So as far as the primary questions and the things that we're going to have to explore and and figure out for this contest, how are the Bills going to play coverage? How do they want to play coverage? Because they have some athleticism at linebacker. And the Terrell Bernard question was one coming into the season that you looked at and said, hey, that might not go, go, go well for Buffalo. And it still might not. They might evaluate it and they might say, hey, we, we think we can really get after him and dog him here in this capacity. And if they choose to do that, then you can probe that area and see what kind of success that you have. You could test the athleticism of the entire secondary between Christian Benford and Dane Jackson and Trey White at this stage in his career and the two aging safeties and Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. That's an area for me and I'm fascinated to see where Buffalo wants to take their chances. They are not known for speed in the secondary at this stage as a team. They zone a ton. They got experience out the wazoo. They've played in this scheme or, or with Coach McDermott for an extended period of time. They've milked the best parts of the Leslie Frazier scheme, and they've transitioned and pivoted and tweaked. So it's not like there's a ton of, of lingo change that's happened. So there's a lot of experience. How do they choose to try to attack where Miami likes to throw the football? Do they have success doing it? I don't know. You know, you're going to try to match these motions. Miami speed plus the motion is a problem for the Bills that I don't envy them for trying to answer. In the same way that for Miami, I don't envy Vic Fangio cooking up the answer for the personnel issues that the Bills present with now this newfound investment to vertical gap running game, and then the quarterback element on top of that with Josh Allen and the big arm that he has. Do you just say you're going to get your yards, we're going to force you to to go 12 plays down the field like the Chargers did and wait for you to make mistakes and hope you can generate some turnovers and steal some possessions? I wouldn't be surprised. But if you take that game plan, you can't sit here and accept 233 rushing yards allowed like you did in week one. Those are the questions. Those are the things that uh, I, I think are, are going to be essential riddles to solve for either side to win a football game, in which I expect there's going to be a lot of points. I respect this is going to be a 12-round fight. I don't need to say what's at stake, right? You're 3-0 and going into Orchard Park to play the Bills, who have a division loss, who have owned this division for the last four seasons and a chance to move to 4-0 and with a head-to-head win against the Bills and go two and a half games up after the first quarter of the season. You get them at home week 18. 
Bills would have two divisional losses. You'd have two divisional wins. Go back to when we talked at the very beginning of the season with the final schedule record prediction that we did. We talked about bucketing these games into three buckets. You had your layups. We had four layups. that We said, you got to hit. We haven't had any of them yet. Feel good about Carolina. They've already had to sit Bryce Young for issues. They're all banged up on the offensive line. Get the Raiders, who the Bills just absolutely shellacked. The Titans, who got waxed by the Browns last week. And these are all games littered throughout the schedule. I still feel like you have four layup games from a personnel standpoint. The other one was go four and two in the division. There's a chance to get win number two. You haven't played the Jets with Zach Wilson once yet. You still can play the New England Patriots at home. You'd be getting the Bills at home. You get two road divisional wins to start the season. <laughs> that, um, that'll move the needle. That'll play. And then you have uh, the opportunity to really put yourself ahead of schedule and maximize your margin for error for this season to go where you want it to go. So big picture for Miami, that speaks for itself. Divisional aspirations for the Dolphins, legitimacy as a team that deserves your respect when you get them on the schedule, uh, legitimacy and respect from the odds makers, not that that's something that matters to this football team, but I notice the Dolphins have been playing the way that they have and they're, they're underdogs in this game. Good. I wish it were higher. I wish the spread were higher, just like I wish it were hotter. Pressure bursts pipes uh, or creates diamonds. I think this team has the potential. As, as we came off the game last week, I said, why not us? It's a prime opportunity for the Dolphins to not just make a state. You made a statement last week. But it's time to legitimize it and, and leave no doubt is the opportunity that you have this week to rise to the occasion and exercise that demon that has been a thorn and really claim control entering into the second quarter of the season. It would be really exciting for the Dolphins to be able to do that. And uh, we'll continue prepping for the game on Sunday with crossover Thursday tomorrow. I'm Kyle Krabs. Hope you guys enjoyed this discussion. Your primer on the uh, week four opponent, the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, uh, a lot at stake. Exciting times. Expectations are high. We'll see what the Dolphins do with it. And we'll keep getting ready for that game. Uh, talk to you all tomorrow for Crossover Thursday. Appreciate you guys for checking on the show. Make it a great rest of your day. Fins up. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. 
Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.